Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. This show is brought to you every week by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, by Klein Construction, by American Village, a gated 55-plus community where I'm a resident, and a non-paying sponsor, but to put a good word in for my church, the Hammock Community Church over in the Hammock. That's the little church just north of uh, JT's, the one with a sign out front. Join me there some Sunday. I'm usually at the 11 o'clock service. They have service at 9 and 11. Now, I mentioned one of our sponsors is the Flagler County Home Builders Association, which I've been a member for many, many years. And today's guest kind of filling in for Walker Douglas, who's taking the day off, is the executive officer of the Flagler Home Builders Association, Anna Maria Long. Hi, Anna Maria. Hi, Toby. Thanks for having me. Oh, always good to have you. You're, you're, you're a plus on this show every time you're here. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Three kids tearing into Christmas gifts and had it all put away before bed. <laughs> did you? Uh, I had a good day, yeah. I did my... Son and his wife brought dinner over to my house. That's nice. But, but they brought the food. Good. That makes it better. Yeah. It's uh, nice, quiet. I'm past the children all around the house. Stage. And the wrapping paper and the toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and buying as many gifts, too, for that matter. <laughs> so we're getting to the end of December, and the, the numbers keep growing through the month. December traditionally was one of the slower months of the season, but the last few years, it seems to have picked up more as far as uh, MLS home sales are concerned. Uh, this is Thursday, so it's, uh, it's the 28th. We've still got a few more days to collect data, but as of noon today, 160 homes have been sold, single-family homes through the Flagler MLS. The median price is climbing up a little bit. We're above last year and above last month. We're up to 387 Five for a median selling price. Days on market, 42 days. It's climbing a little bit, but it's still well below what would be a traditional normal level. Homes listed has climbed up a little bit. It's 976 homes listed, and 614 of those are existing homes, and 357 are new construction. And, of course, I have, as I mentioned, Anna Marie here from the Home Builders Association. We're going to be focusing on the construction industry and builders today. And pending home sales, 225 homes that are under contract but have yet to close. And of the 225, only 107 are existing homes. 118 are new construction. It's the first time I've ever seen new construction outnumber existing homes in the pending column. While we've got more coming to inventory now with the um, supply chain issues, not fully resolved, but resolving. um, And those supply chain issues I'm referring to are the ones that we experienced during COVID. Um, We still encounter various issues with more specific products, but overall a lot of improvement and uh, builders, many of the spec track builders stopped focusing on taking 
customers before building and started focusing on getting the products to market and then the customer could buy after the home was complete. And that really helped get those new construction homes sold mm-hmm. and people in them, which was the goal to provide housing. Well, there's there's no shortage of, of buyers. Really. That's there, correct. There, there are plenty of buyers. And the fact that prices are sneaking up a little, of course, it's just one month. And this is a small market statistically. It's right. kind of irrelevant. But we look at uh, we look at the numbers as they as we're given them, and December looks like it's uh, it's climbing in price. So that's a good sign, and it means that buyers are outnumbering sellers. Right, and even though the price is climbing slightly, we do have the recent interest rate drop and the forecasted inter- further interest rate drops, which do sort of balance out to some extent Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. for most buyers. Well, people are probably more inclined to whatever the number is, if it's six and a half or if it's seven, if they think it's going up, then they're more hesitant to buy because there's no refinancing option in their near-term future. But if they know the rates are probably going to be down next year by a point or point and a half, they know they can re- refinance next year and get a lower monthly payment. Right. So, two hundred. I'm sorry, two thousand seven hundred and ninety-six homes were sold in the first eleven months of 2022, and two thousand six hundred and thirty-seven homes sold in the first eleven months of this year. And these are MLS Flagler County MLS numbers. And as you know, not. Not all of the builders sell their new construction through MLS. So right. Surprising number of them do. Most, mm-hmm. most, most of the production builders. Yeah. The custom builders tend not to. Mm-hmm. So we, we just don't, we don't get to see those numbers. And it's, it's ironic that you, some numbers are just ungettable. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't find them. For instance, I moved to Palm Coast in January 2000. We bought a lot. It was in Grand Haven. I think the lot was 96000 something like that. If you look at the Flagler County Property Appraiser's website, we paid $96,000 for that real estate and then sold it 11 years later for $300,000. It doesn't show what our cost. Our cost basis was about three thirty, the all-in cost, but that's not, it's not part of the closing. You close, right. you close on the lot. And then the closing that you have with the builder at the end mm-hmm. is just a mortgage closing. Yeah, the property appraiser's website is always fun to look at when it comes to that, especially when it's funnier to me in the the old ITT infill lots when it's like a maybe sometimes even a fifteen twenty thousand dollar lot that was purchased a really long time ago and now it's a three hundred and fifty four hundred thousand dollar sale mm-hmm. twenty five yeah. years later. Like wow, that's well, impressive. And and a lot of the uh, and of course. Our mortgage wasn't for the entire amount of the house. You, right. could, you could look up the mortgage. I mean, it was filed, but you don't know how much we put down. We don't mm-hmm. know, you know. So it's just they're unknowable numbers. You'll never get them. That's right. So we have to, to be. To the we have to. We have to guess a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, fifteen years between the housing bubble peak in December two thousand five and June twenty twenty. So and uh, April, two thousand eleven, only three building permits were issued, 
And so, you know, we have the peak 15 years ago, uh, and there were a couple of months when we had over 400 permits pulled per month right. back then at, at half, less than half, almost uh, not much more than a third of the population that we have now. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah, those those peaks and valleys, right? Um I don't like to see either of those. I don't like to see those super high peaks, and I don't want to see those super low valleys. Uh, I much prefer the numbers we're seeing now that are more moderate. Unfortunately, there's a fairly vocal contingent that doesn't agree with you that this is normal. They, they want all new development to be stopped, to go away. I know, I know. They were the, supposed to be the last ones in. But I, I mean, I, I get the when I drill down, and I'm talking to someone who, who, and people don't hesitate to complain to me, by the way. <laughs> uh, but they'll be complaining about their unbridled growth, and when you drill it's out down, out of control, you know. Oh, it's out of control, and because the developers and the builders are all paying off gre- the government, oh, and you know, and sorry, they're stuffing yes. money in the politicians' pockets, right? And I, I've been accused of being. Uh, are you stuffing money in people's pockets? No, I, no I take... I'm, I'm supposed oh. to be getting money, but that's that's, oh. that's oh. ironic. Okay. I, you know, my other name is Pro Bono. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, I'm not getting rich doing this. <laughs> but when I drill down with these folks, I said, what is it really that's bothering you? Yeah. Is it is it really the fact that there was a wooded lot next door to you and now there's a home there? Uh, and sometimes it is that, but it's usually not because a lot of people worry about trees tipping over from that lot. Right, it's home. actually better that mm-hmm. the tree's gone now because yeah. the storm won't take it down. But it really boils down to dissatisfaction with the infrastructure. They, they're very unhappy with the soil system, the storm management system that yeah. exists in Palm Coast. And we can't, there's really nothing we can do about that. It would be... Uh, it would be a huge undertaking. The Home Builders Association has been working really closely with stormwater in Palm Coast because uh, we agree the stormwater system's problematic. Um, and even in the new construction part of it, where the builders often blamed the builders following exactly what stormwater tells them to do. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I think that is probably true, and I'm, I'm hearing through the grapevine that it is true, that some of the lots that are flooding because a new home is being built next door were lots that were not conforming to the drainage in the first place. And so now now they're suffering because the lot next door used to be lower, so their excess drainage was going into the lot next door. So every single situation is going to be different. But overall, yeah. So, for instance, the house that I own is was built in 1978. There was zero requirements for any type of elevation. My backyard floods with any type of rain event. Um, I do not call the city every time that happens because I recognize that it's not their fault. It's not my neighbor's fault. It's not the city's fault. Um, my plan is to save a little money and put a French, you know, put a little, put some ditching around it, swales or regrade, do something Mm -hmm. on my own accord. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, all my lots around me are built. Um, but yes, the the solution would be when a new house comes in uh, to potentially regrade that area in between. Um, the, the stormwater department requires that you 
you have your runoff to a certain degree um, and that your swale system certain, matches certain pitch. a mm-hmm. certain pitch, correct? Mm-hmm. And and that your your swale system matches with theirs, so that it um, swales are meant to hold water to retain, not to actually flow. Mm-hmm. Although in many cases they do flow into those retention areas. Well, when when it's uh, when it rains, it's an interesting concept that the swales, ditches, canals, stormwater management. It's it's very, very effective. There's, there's I can a, watch it flow down my street. There's a lot less flooding in Palm Coast than any of the other cities around us. Yeah, sure. when you hear about like Daytona Beach, Deland, um, you know, after hurricanes well, and things like Flagler that. Beach. And Flagler Beach, of mm-hmm. course. Well, Flagler mm-hmm. Beach it can it, arguably, they can flood because of the intracoastal rising. Mm-hmm. Um, but o- overall, while stormwater, um, while their technical manual and things have, is at times problematic. They are making efforts to fix it, which I appreciate. Their new deputy director, Lynn, has been super helpful in in making those changes and listening to the builders' um, feedback in the you know the actuality mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get that fixed. But o- overall, it is an effective system, while not perfect, effective. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it was necessary at the time. But, uh, right. We, we have to take a quick break. Don't go away, folks, because we'll pick this topic up on the other side of the break. can say is that this episode a part of your show started out with a fake news story <laughs> by the fire chief free for all friday where local newsmakers talk it out people pretty much made up their minds about vaccines by now we're crossing our fingers that everything holds up so we can give our folks some raises hi i'm david Ayers. join me and brian mcmillan every friday morning following the news at nine on wnzf and worldwide on the flagler radio mobile app Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Toby Tobin. This is Real Estate Matters, second half. I have Anna Maria Long with the Flagler County Home Builders Association with me today. And this is like a builder day. We're going to talk about yeah. construction mm-hmm. and builders. And before the break, we were talking about the stormwater management system in Palm Coast, which is problematic. It's On the one hand, it's very, very effective at controlling flooding. There's very little home flooding in Palm Coast. And there was a time back around 2012, I think, we had about 28 inches of rain within a week and only a couple homes flooded. Yeah, the, the and, western and that's the goal, right? Yeah, you know, the western county flooded a lot. Right. A lot of the farmland did and the rural roads, but the city of Palm Coast didn't have the flooding. That was because of the system as it's designed. The, the homes are all built to be above the road. The road is part of the stormwater management system. The right. swales hold water to filter down, but they will run if they right. The goal is to up. keep the house dry. Right. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the road is not going to potentially hold some water. It doesn't mean your yard's not potentially hold some water, but your house is going to be dry. Now, I want to say for people listening who are rolling their eyes and upset about people building, and of course the new houses are going to stay dry. They're being built two feet up. 
I'm not going to state specifics for two reasons. One, it's not official and out yet. And two, I don't have the number in front of me, so I don't want to misquote. But I do want to state that Stormwater, in their new their technical manual revisions, is putting in place a max for homes to be built. As of right now, it has it to be um, has to be above the the height of the road. I think it's twelve inches above the crown of the road. Yeah. No, now they're gonna. I I want to say, and again, I've been with toddlers all week, and I don't have it in front of me, but I believe they're going to make it to be equal with, which is going to make it. Uh, to your point about the neighboring homes, going to be making it a lot more equal. Okay, so um, any elevation difference between neighboring homes is minimal. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's going to be the change. So again, the the builders, um, we have to follow. I'm not a builder, but I'm going to say we as the association, we have to follow what the municipalities tell us to do, mm-hmm. whatever their rules are, and. If that's what they're telling us that we have to do, that's what we have to do. So when they change those rules and they make them better, then we can follow those and be in compliance and be better neighbors. Mm -hmm. And that is some of the feedback that the builders are giving to Mm -hmm. the the city and saying, hey, you know, this is not really working what we're doing right now uh, because when when we do this, then this happens. Mm -hmm. Well, the... I, I said there were a couple things that people uh, zero in on when they complain about the growth. The stormwater management system and the swales system, that's that's one of them. And the, it's, we're stuck with it where we're that system is in place. Uh, any future expansion of the city hopefully will not have Yeah, they have st- potential to make changes, yeah. right? And we have uh, all the new construction communities have, have uh, curves and gutters. The other complaint people have is about traffic in the roads. And unfortunately, uh, this is not a unique problem to Palm Coast because nobody's willing to put the money up front to widen the road before it needs to be widened. Right. We it, talked about um, this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, on last the time we were, Friday. Yeah, you know, and the traffic study is being done or was just done. So the great news is we're on the path to that. But yeah, I mean, you don't. Is this a put the cart before the horse type of thing? Is that would this be a proper well, way to say that? You don't want to widen well, the road before it's time. Well, nobody will pay for it. Nobody, I mean, the, the, nobody the, wants their taxes to go up. No, I don't. You no, don't. No. Nobody listening does. So of course we have to be conscientious of that. And our council, you know, our city council, they cannot spend our money willy nilly. Then they'd be attacked for that. Can't win for losing. Well, let's look at some real numbers compared to. All right. To 15 years ago, when people were complaining about growth at the time, but there there were over 4,000 permits in a yeah. couple of years in a row there. So let's look at uh, 2022 for the entire year. Uh, multifamily, there were 908 living units. That's the number I came up with. And I, it's apartments are there are 540 apartments that were issued permits issued. That includes, and these these numbers, except for this one exception, all come from, uh, or many of them come from uh, Palm Coast, uh, because their system is online. But there are 300 units in Palm Coast apartments and uh, 240 in Flagler Beach along Roberts Road. There were 24 condominium permits in Palm Coast, and they weren't really new construction. They were 
some buildings in Grand Haven that were started 15 years ago and never finished, and they had to get re-permitted to finish them. 82 townhomes, that's D.R. Horton in the trails up off Beltaire North, and 131 duplexes, duplex permits, and that counts as 262 living units because duplex first by definition, has two units. And it, compare that to 2023, where uh, there were 1,087 multifamily units, uh, just a, up a little bit, 150 units above 2022. 670 apartments, uh, all of them in town center. Townhomes, another 155, 155 some of them in the trails that D.R. Horton had, and then the retreat, which is in town center. And you'd think I, this was a typo, but it's 131 duplex, exactly the same as, <laughs> as last year. But that's just year-to-date, so maybe we'll yeah. get another permit tomorrow. So if you look at total living units, the single family plus the multifamily, in 2022, it's 3,251. And using my rule of thumb, that projects to about 6,500 new residents. I use a two-to-one rule of thumb. They're actually, the census will say that it's, we have, um, I think, 2.6 population yeah. per unit. But, but that's not taking into account the vacant units, the second right. homes, the, the short-term rentals. So, and, and if you actually divide the population, the census population, into how many living units we have, it's pretty much a two-to-one two ratio. Right. So it's 3,251 last year. This year, it's 2,751. So that's about 5,500 new residents. So we're actually off a little this year, and I don't think it's because of a slowing of the market. I don't think it's because of a lack of demand. I think it's because of a lack of buildable property. You know, if, you, if you watch uh, D.R. Horton and you look at how many building permits they pull, they're, they're the biggest builder right. in, in the county. And But they're building in three different places. They're building up in Sawmill Creek, which mm-hmm. is Palm Coast, and they're, they're doing quite a few infill lots. They are. Construction and to then, keep to keep their workers busy. And then they've got Benel. And then they've, they've got Benel, the Grand Reserve in Benel. Well, that goes in real spurts. So you'll have two months, yeah. three months in a row where there'll be maybe one permit. And, and then they'll pull a whole bunch. Then they'll, then they'll have 45. The but next. that's the more economical way to build the homes, too, if they have their crews out there mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah, they just go right down the, the new road that they just, yeah. they just finished. So... Who are the biggest builders in town? Uh, I'll ask you. I think I already told you. You, you gave me a quick <laughs> peek. Let's, do you want me to test my memory? Because yeah. I think I know. All right. D.R. Horton, Seagate, LGI. Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Okay. I'm so close to remembering all yeah, of them. And, and these, these numbers come uh, from City of Palm Coast only. Right. All right. This is just uh, so. I mean, Dr. Horton would. But if be, we included Flagler account, if we did Flagler County off the top of my head, Dr. Horton's number would increase by about sixty. And I sixty to eighty. Yeah, yeah. and 
ICI might make the books from Flagler County mm-hmm. just yeah, from they do a lot in the southern end of the county. They do. Right. But DR Horton in Palm Coast had 285 homes permitted this year to date at a builder stated value of 71.1 million. That's a lot of economic activity. It right? is. You, know, you think that it is. how, how, how happy jobs. would our city be if it wasn't getting that business? Holiday Builders, 158 homes, 40.9 million. Then in third place is Seagate with 146 homes, but they're in second place on dollar volume because they they build block homes and they, they have to, and they know, have a lot of higher end yeah, models as well. Yeah, and they and they do they do a fair degree of custom. They do. Work. Multi-generational so, and duplex mm-hmm. homes as well. Right. It's an, I'm not counting their duplex. It's 145 homes at $49.9 million. And LGI is 100 homes, $20 million. Which LGI is coming in with some really great um, affordable plans. You know, they've got affordable five bedrooms, which is great starter homes for, you know, new families, larger families. Mm-hmm. And... Can't forget all the impact fees that are coming out of these homes that are well, paying well, for that infrastructure. The, the ones in the new construction in Palm Coast, it's around $21,000 per, per new single-family home. Family home. Mm-hmm. And that's how we pay, that, to maintain, pay to create new infrastructure so that we don't have to complain about it. And that's in advance. Right. Okay. Well, we've run out of time. <laughs> Anna Maria, this has been fun. It's great. Always. Always great to have you on the show. You do a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come back next hey, ha- week. Happy New Year. Come oh, back next well, year. Yeah, next year. We'll be here next year. I'm Toby Tobin. I approve this show.